Hi guys, and welcome back to You're On Crack Mate, the podcast where we delve into films, television series, and whatever takes our fancy really, analysing and reviewing them to the point where we've been told flat out, you're on crack mate. This week I am very lucky to be joined by the wonderful and stunning Dan Decker. He is one of the wonderful people I've had the chance to meet via the very open and caring Star Trek community on Twitter, though Dan is one of the biggest voices when it comes to inclusivity, got it out there, and sharing passions across different fandoms. He is one of the greatest employees that Apple has ever had, with a true passion for the work that he does, and he is also, just because who needs sleep, a moonlighting web developer as well. My God, man, you're a busy bee. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Ah, oh, Sean, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for the warm introduction. Um, seriously, my pleasure. Uh, oh, and left out, of course, and you know, not for not for no small thing. Uh, husband uh, to one, and father to three boys, a cat and a dog. So, yeah, busy is uh, it's it keeps me out of trouble, as we say here in the South. If you're uh, if you're familiar with being down here in the South, boy, you got to keep up to something or the devil, devil makes work at idle hands. So anyway, <laughs> uh, like, but thank you so much for that. Oh my God. You, you, you are, you are so welcome. Um, I am, I genuinely, I feel like I'm gushing because I've really, really been excited for this, which is not by the way to say that I haven't been excited for my other episodes just before my other lovely podcast guests come and murder me, which they would have every right to do, but I've been so <laughs> excited for this for this chat, for, for finally getting to properly talk to you because so much of our, um, I suppose, our discourse over the last while has been over kind of pure Twitter. It has, yeah, absolutely. Twitter in the open or Twitter via DM and then the, the offset of six hours and who, like you said, who needs sleep and, um, you know, so I've realized that I probably operate on your time better than my time, honestly, but um, but all of those things, it's, it, you know, you miss that that face-to-face or, or in the, you know, real-time connection, um, even though it's not like you're not there, it's just like, man, I really wish that I could tell him right now! And this is the opportunity to do that. So um, I'm super excited. And man, what a banger of a film, huh? Oh my God, 100%. So just so for everybody listening, we are covering what I think is legitimately one of the best films of the 90s. We are covering 1996's amazing Independence Day. Um, spoiler alerts, just in case you haven't seen a movie that's 25 years old um, or ever heard anything about anything of Independence Day ever, spoiler alerts. Oh, 100%. This is, this is a totally, like, we do spoilers on this podcast myself and, and, and one of my guests the other day. We were covering um, Aliens, which is 1986. So, again, if you haven't seen the film, I'm going to say to you, pause the podcast now go and watch the film your life will be better because of it and then come back and listen to the podcast because come on guys I, ne- I need the listens I need you to share and, but, <laughs> and what Trek fan worth their salt isn't out there absorbing every amount of Brent Spiner they can get honestly well that that is actually it I saw um, I saw one of uh, one of the best kind of comedy takes on this film uh, I'm putting a blog out there because you know guys plug me back screen junkies honest trailers um, but they did the one for yes. Independence Day and they said this film has everything that the 90s ever ha- held dear including data and I thought that yes. was perfect that is perfect yes it's it that's it it's perfect <laughs> absolutely um, so like I have 
this is one of those films where we're gonna go start finish end there's gonna be no linear progression in this film mm -hmm. that's fine but my first question to you dan tell me 1996 you saw this film talk to me about that experience Ah, great. Uh, that experience is actually more than just having seen the film. I kind of keyed you in a little before. Um, in 1996, at this, uh, as this film debuted, I would have been just turned 21. So think about that. And I was working my way towards management at a small movie theater chain here in the States that served kind of like the middle Southwest where, where Arkansas is located. And uh, it was a company called First International Theaters. Uh, very small, 22 theaters, and the international came from the fact that there were Swedish investors, so <laughs> kind nice. of a joke. But yeah, it was really cool. Uh, and so anyhow, that was not, Independence Day is the first big summer blockbuster I worked as an employee, and the hype can't be overstated. If you weren't, if you weren't there, or you don't remember uh, what it was like for the buildup to Independence Day ID for the fact that it was everywhere and 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 you know the internet was nascent people weren't digging for all of this stuff uh, but there was still incorporated marketing campaigns with the signal and stuff some very early quote viral stuff which maybe we shouldn't use these days but anyway um uh the the it, it, you cannot you know really um uh, and, and, you know there are other films that have matched that that hype but these days everything is so exposed that it's hard to, to really get like what's actually going to happen when i see this movie and so there's that um, I shared with you, uh, you know, one of my treasures, I still have an Independence Day, uh, you know, large format, double sheet um, uh, movie poster, uh, you know, where it's printed on the reverse as well, uh, mint condition, uh, and uh, I have my first ever uh, sci-fi convention score treasure uh, is the script to Independence Day uh, with the original ending, which we'll get into. Uh, as the script because it was one of the first things that leaked kind of leaked on the internet and they went and changed um, but uh, anyway uh, and then I told you too we had this ginormous um, 30 sheet billboard sized poster that we duct taped to the wall <laughs> down the hallway because it was so cool and it was so big and this movie was so cool and gonna be so big it was one of the first times that I can recall that they bumped the opening day up to get better accounting for the weekend gross. So they moved it from the 4th, which was, I believe, a Friday then, uh, and to the 2nd, which was a Wednesday. And then they were allowed to count the entirety of that for the weekend gross, which made it look even bigger than it was. So it, there, anyway, that's my background to Independence Day uh, and seeing it, of course, innumerable times uh, just by convenience or by the fact that I had to go clean the theater or hmm, call somebody out or start the movie. So, yeah, you know, uh, just uh, just constant exposure for its entire run, uh, you know, early buy on DVD. Uh, deluxe edition just went and got the the 4k digital uh so that uh, i could rewatch uh, for this and it was glorious it's never looked better uh, so yeah anyway how about you man how, what, what what are your feels on independence uh, day i mean so like i was a, 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 a tiny little bit younger when when i saw the yeah. film i was uh, yeah. i was a glorious eight years old uh, in 96 though in 96 yeah okay great, great. Um, so you're as old as the simpsons then basically i i, I want to see yeah so 1988 so i remember 
I remember I did see it in the cinema. Yeah. My, my, my dad brought me and my sister to see it in the cinema. And you've actually just reminded me of one nice. thing that, that I hadn't remembered is that they must have brought it forward here because I remember sitting in the cinema and it, it obviously, the dates come up July 2nd, July 3rd. And yep. just remember, just right now, going, ha, ha, that's tomorrow. So I remember seeing that we must have been sitting there on July 2nd, watching it come up going July 3rd, and getting really freaked yep. out by the idea that tomorrow the world was going to explode. What? <laughs> yeah, what if this is, what if this, yeah, oh my gosh. I was like, this is, oh, oh my god, are we ready for this? Um, this film, like, to say that it affected me is underselling it. I, I vividly remember... Uh, standing up in the theatre, turning around and burying my face in the seat during the scene with uh, with, with Oaken and they're, they're doing like the, the, the an attempted autopsy on the alien mm-hmm. and then of course it goes mm-hmm. and I remember just like nope, nope, I'm out. I can't do it. I'm, I'm out, I'm done. Oh my God. And I, I remember, and th- this will tell you something about the relationship I have with my dad. I remember my dad absolutely breaking his heart laughing as well while I was doing oh, that. Oh, lovely. Yeah, for sure, right? And do, you, do you know what? Fair. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, so, you know, I told you, I told you, you know, I just watched it with my son yesterday uh, for the first time because apparently I had been remiss all this time. Um, and and uh, we came up with a new kind of scene iconic, relatable, you know, rating system. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to tell you about that when we get to, to the speech you know oh, the speech and the okay. uh, yeah the speech right so but i don't want to take away what you're trying to sell with your with your experience i didn't mean to interrupt you there n- n- not at all not because that funnily enough that's that that would be a lot of what i remember from the initial experience i do remember though that so 1996 uh we had um we all had our big chunky pcs that took up half the size of the room and right. uh, <laughs> one of my buddies he had a uh, you know that that old flight simulator program that they used oh yeah to? oh yeah well there was an yeah. Independence Day extension to that and oh no way he um, yeah he, he I remember I remember we were sitting there and I was watching him you know pilot an F sixteen flying underneath the Independence Day ship and I also remember nothing happened in the game there was no explosions or sh- shooting or anything we were just flying we thought it was the coolest thing ever we were flying underneath awesome. one of these ships. And, oh my god that is but those are the two things I remember from 1996 and I remember then there was a huge gap I didn't watch it for years just um, I, we didn't get it on DVD or, or, or VHS at the time and then I remember about six or seven years ago I was uh, I, I, it was I, I think what, very early days with, with my now partner and I remember asking him oh have you seen Independence Day and he kind of looked at me blankly and I went yeah, okay we're fixing this and <laughs> sat down and it was like I mean we watched it on a little laptop screen like it was you know 15 glorious inches wide and I remember I think I enjoyed it as much that time as I did the first time because I was then experiencing it through somebody else's eyes as well right right uh, yes exactly yeah that like that switch flipped for me yesterday when I realized because I was um, you know, I was going on like he had seen it and, you know, talking about a few things, maybe spoiling this and that a little bit along the way without realizing it. And finally he clears it up for me. He's like, dad, I haven't seen this. And I was like, oh, holy crap, dude. So, you know, completely shifted the the experience. And so I gave him a, uh, I think a couple uh, things uh, of setup, you know, I'm like, okay, so here, here we go. And I'm going to leave you alone now. 
Yeah. And, uh, um, but I did prepare him for the speech. I was like, it's one of the best moments in cinema history. Oh my it God, isn't honestly it? is. Like, it It's inspiring regardless. Um, but man, in the moment back then, seeing like, boom, just boom, Bill Pullman just killing it. Um, and so we, we developed, yesterday we talked about it because I want to commit to memory Brad Pitt as Lieutenant Aldo Rain collecting the Inglorious Bastards and the speech about the debit you owe when you take on this task. The 100 Nazi scalps. <laughs> and and so now the rating is, it's, it's obvious, right? 100 Nazi scalps is peak. So we're given... Uh, I rated it before. I was like, man, this is about a 75 Nazi scalps speech. <laughs> and I had to go do something, and I missed him seeing it. And I came back, and I was like, the speech, he goes, ah, about 85, Dad. It's 85 scalps, I think. And I was like, fair enough. So anyway, that's the um, that's the iconic movie scene rating system here in the household. Um, since we, you know, we don't tolerate Nazis, uh, it's a it's a fair it's a fair use. I I two things. First of all. I love that as a rating for movie speeches. <laughs> I absolutely love that as a movie. You like, can adopt it for the crackpot, mate. You can. Oh, I, 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 how I, many Nazi scalps? I'm literally. I don't know if you. I'm literally writing this down. How many Nazi scalps? Okay. I, and I'm if you can't that. answer that question, then maybe you shouldn't be a guest on this show. I like this. I like this. There we go. You, you've heard it here first, guys. If you cannot answer me, how many Nazi scalps is this speech worth? I mean. I'll have you back. This is not an exclusory thing, but I might say, all right, we're gonna we're gonna do this another day because this is serious. <laughs> um, there's there's the other thing I wanted to say as well is I I, I love as well that um, you 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 said there like listen now 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 we don't we don't tolerate Nazis here. I this is not a thing that needs to be said. I'm sorry, but I I don't want to exclude any group. But Nazis, if you're listening to this, this podcast is not for you. You turn this off and you go listen to another podcast. Now I'm a kid. Well, maybe <laughs> we maybe that, you can learn something if you listen to this. Um, that's true, though. That's yeah. true. You know, but if you're open to if you're open to growth, American History X is, is a movie that exists. I mean, ironically, a hundred Nazi scalps movie. But right. oh, no. you know, oh my god, that that that's another episode all on its own. That movie is incredible. Yeah, for sure. Ah, bruh. Well, okay, but back to Independence back to Day. Independence Day. <laughs> yeah. American History right, X so, and Independence Day. The two most like yin and yang films ever. Sorry. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, for sure. Um, so, Both excellent. You know, it's... So, I, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm as curious now as to hear sort of how was the... How was the full... Ex so, talk to me about Noah's experience last night of watching the, 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 the film with you and you know did you did you get any moments where it was just like i can't wait for him to see this bit i can't wait for him to see this bit yeah yeah well and even even still before you know I, I, the realization that he hadn't seen it before it was still the anticipation of all those great moments because you know we're still sharing it together right and so, yeah, I was there was buildup, and I was like, you know, kicking the tires and lighting the fires, Big Daddy. And he just looks at me like, you're crazy, and, you know, you're on crack, Dad. And, and now, well, now it all makes sense, though, you know. And I was like, Harry Connolly Jr., you know, and, I was, and I'm was, i like, you know, it's really uh, bizarre how he uh, he's all jokesy and folksy and punching aliens on the nose right after his best friend blew up, you know. I'm just, it's a little non sequitur there. But, uh, yeah, totally, um, once once I let him have it, and just sit back and watch him watch it and watch for those moments. 
Um, it, all the all the appropriate responses. You know, you take it for what it is. You enjoy it. He understands that the first time you watch a film, you really should try to be five years old. Um, you know, and just give yourself that full suspension of disbelief. You paid, you know, in some way, you, you're paying to see it, either with your time or your hard-earned cash or both, um, or a lot of both if you have five people that need to go to the cinema. Um, so, yeah, you know, it, it, you owe it to yourself to find a way to enjoy it at least once. Um, and there are some things that just can't in, be enjoyed. The movie is named Speed 2 Cruise Control. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but besides that, I mean, there's a way to get on board with just about anything. Um, and especially if you've invested something in it yourself, your, ti- your time, your child's time, your time with them together. Um, and, and ostensibly in an environment where it's best to be quiet and not talk about stuff, you know. So it's a big investment. Um, so, yeah, give yourself the benefit of being a child, especially at a movie like this. This is a popcorn film, man. You know, I mean, it's got yeah. a lot of really great film, quote, film moments where film being the art and, and movies being the fun, right? You can kind of draw a line if you want. But it's a really good film, but it's also a popcorn movie. And just let yourself have that experience. It's like that's how you watch Star Wars, man. You go into to watching the very first Star Wars, like, if you're five, that film kills if you're 45 and you're critical, you're not going to have a good time. Um, obviously, uh, as seen by the state of the internet these days, um, some folks can't reduce themselves to five years old anymore, and that's kind of sad. Uh, but here we are. So being able to see that, and he, be, you know, knowing he's willing to do that, even as a 16-year-old, uh, fortunately, uh, uh, not salty at all teenager. He's he, all of our kids are great, and they're just you know they they make they make it easy. And so he was willing to engage. He's also, um, you know, he had just, we had just watched the next episode in our Battlestar Galactica uh, watch. It's a rewatch for me, a first watch for him. Uh, We were on Bastille Day. Again, all the appropriate um, uh, responses to all the appropriate reveals along the way. I will not spoil that here because that's not my job. (laughs) Um, And, you know, preserving the, preserving the, the spoils in Battlestar Galactica is key to enjoying it. So, uh, but he's, you know, so we watched that, we watched Bastille Day and then followed right up with Independence Day. And uh, it was a day-themed sci-fi marathon. I was just thinking um, that, yeah. <laughs> both about freedom, too. Holy shit. Uh, feel free to phaser fire that out of there if that's not allowed. Anyway. No, so uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, man, it's a great experience. Sharing, sharing anything you have a passion for is the only way to I mean how else do you enjoy it you know I mean don't be comic book guy be different be Stan Lee right um I'm there's there's the contrast to that I think comic book guy versus Stan Lee um you know but if I'm not enjoying it with you or the community on Twitter or my friends or family in real life I'm not enjoying it, you know. I, I went to the movies once by myself and saw Nightmare Before Christmas, and I really li- I like that movie. I haven't watched it again because the experience reminds me of being sad going to the movie by myself. Oh, that's yeah. I, I I've I think I've twice gone to the movies by myself, and it was like that. And it's not great. Around that day. It's not. You, you don't like. I do. I. It's funny, going to the movies by yourself feels very different from watching a film at home by yourself. Absolutely, yeah. I think the theater is supposed to be an inclusive, even if, and I agree with you, it's, you do go to the theater and you kind of like, you do kind of be quiet a bit, like, sometimes the film calls for a bit of noise and a bit of interaction. Absolutely. 
but it, but it is that sense of I love when the entire theatre laughs together. I love when the entire theatre gasps together. But okay, they wouldn't be having the chats during, and that's fine. Whereas at home, that's that's something different. Um, right. And yeah, you don't re- you don't really get that if you go on your own. Your 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 mind is in a bit of a different place. I think. Yep. Well, and then you know, partially too. If you reflect back on that experience with those people, uh, and that adds to your rewatch at home because it's not just. It's not just the film you're about, it's the experience you're recalling too, you know, when, um, you know, uh, when I, when I rewatch something like, um, you know, The Force Awakens or any of those films too, it isn't about, you know, whether or not that's, we can have the conversation about its quality, uh, which, you know, let yourself enjoy it at least once. Um, but you know, it isn't that for me. It's the fact that I took my kids to see it. It's a Star Wars movie and we went to the theater and it was midnight and it was awesome. Right. And so relive that moment, right? Don't harp on the things that didn't set for you. Find a way to just embrace it. You 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 invested yourself in it. And so did so many other people in such a bigger way in literal time and money and sweat and blood and tears of the people who created it who deserve to be respected for the fact that they are passionate about their work as well. I think that's Sorry. very that's very fair. Like there's don't get me wrong. Sometimes I will sit there and I will... The, the, the point of the watch-along will be, come on, let's point out the, the foibles and the jokes and we'll make it a game. But Yeah, absolutely. Nitpicking is fun, but but you have to... Fi- you have you can't nitpick if you don't appreciate. Yes, I completely agree. Like, we, di- we did a film there recently, just tiny sidebar. We did a film there recently, um, Jaws the Revenge. Now, you're not going to hear oh, me yeah, defend buddy. that film as the greatest nope. example of cinema, but we really enjoyed it because it's fun. It's a fun yeah. movie. Yeah, and that's it, man. I mean, and I think it's a lesson learned from working a total of seven years altogether in movie theaters uh, from, like, I think it was late 95 through uh, 2003. I was there for... Uh, uh, all of the next generation run of films except Generations. Oh, yeah, that was um, 94, yeah. Yeah, and I have a big, huge First Contact standee poster. It's like six foot by four foot. It's awesome. So jealous. Uh, with the board cube and the Enterprise E swooping in, and then in the smaller teaser version of that poster, and then a framed version of the release poster. Anyway, no surprises uh, <laughs> there. Uh, and maybe, I don't know if I have a Nemesis poster or not, but um, also. Nemesis, underrated film. You can at me. We'll have the conversation. Okay, I know it gets oh. a lot of hate. No, no, I agree. Um, I agree. There's a lot to love in uh, Nemesis. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, I think um, it's it has such a again. I'm going off topic, but I just yeah, have to make this point. I think it gets such <laughs> a bad rep because it's the last next gen film. I think it if, didn't land right, and we wanted more. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that that was it. If they had done like, can you imagine if Final Frontier? was the last I know it was originally supposed to be the last original series film imagine yep. it was yep. I think you know that would have colored I, I don't know um, okay right we'd have to do another episode on this sorry I could spend yep. half an no, hour we'll have to, yeah we gotta get back to independence yeah. <laughs> it's true yeah I think we I think we agree and we can agree on that so uh, but yeah it, it, you know that that, uh, that whole experience um, allowed me to appreciate films differently or you're gonna have a bad time working at a movie theater especially when you have an arrangement with the other movie theater in town that the, for the movies that they get you can go watch them for free too oh, no you way. know really? 
Yeah, right. It was great. I saw, dude, from the like nineties five to ni- two thousand and three. I saw almost everything that came out, almost everything, um, or or ran it, or put it together, or tore it down, or moved it from one place to the other. A um, lot of involvement, um, you know, great stuff like the Fifth Element. <laughs> um, I know, right? It's another topic. Um, don't get me started, uh, <laughs> dude. Uh, but yeah, so <clears throat> excuse me. But yeah, so you have to you have to reframe how you plan to enjoy it, or you're not going to enjoy your job. Um, and working in a movie theater is a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun when film was real. I don't know what the dynamic is now where films are on digital and you just launch a server. Um, that seems to, from the projectionist in me, uh, it takes something out of it. From the, I don't really give a crap when I go to the theater, it's fine. Um, <laughs> it looks awesome, right? It looks awesome. It's fine. Um, uh, it doesn't change it for me then. And obviously, I don't know if you know this uh, or if you understand the, the impact but um, my right eye is prosthetic. I only see out of my left eye, and it's got terrible vision. But oh. the point is, I can't see in 3D. I don't have depth perception. 3D glasses don't work. So going to a 3D film is completely pointless and actually diminishes overall experience for me. Um, unless the course, modern 3D... Yeah. yeah. Well, modern 3D is such that it just kind of darkens the picture. It doesn't give the headache like it used to, and that's fine. Um, and if the boys are up for it, then we go to that. But honestly, they don't care either, so... Uh, but yeah, um, you know, it, it, the, you have to learn to like it or you're going to have just a terrible time when you can see everything that's out there. Um, and so I, I, uh, I often say I'm easily entertained and that's why I'm able to have a good time again and again and again when I watch this movie, even though I can almost line for line it or paraphrase per line it. Right. <laughs> I know the gist of the stuff they're about to say. Um, and I nailed a lot of them yesterday. So <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk about this movie. Let's, so, like, I mean, it's one of the things. It's got so many set pieces. It's it's a film of set pieces. Like each scene yep. is almost iconic. Um, yep. From the opening, from you've got the dust shaking on the surface of the moon, uh, which I think is just such a great opening to any film mm-hmm. ever. Um, you've got you know the oh we we, we had this. Uh, um, we were watching this video the other day. Uh, I'm a sucker for like uh, time lapse videos, and we yeah. were watching one the other day. It was just, and all it was was just clouds. And I was just going like, I'm just waiting for the ship to come through at any second. Right, right. Because yeah, yeah. Like the, when it comes in, boiling the atmosphere. Oh my god! To this day, yeah, that is incredible. Impressive. Yeah, impressive. Um, um and to speak to that, that, that impact. Independence Day is in that sweet spot, like like they like you mentioned. It's in the, it's it's everything great about a '90s film in one thing, um, and it's in that sweet spot in the mid '90s where we were still too scared to use CGI all the time. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and we used it to enhance practical effects. And holy cow, dude, it is glorious. Um, the effects look good because they were done well, correctly. And they, they they don't they can't but stand up uh, over time. Th- that's it. And I think I like I I, I have my, my heart aches for uh, practical effects and, oh, and and model filming because I you know I was 
I was born and raised on like that the, the Star Trek films where you know that is a model of the Enterprise that's flying across the screen. We must we must reference the one and the only Holy, the intro of the Enterprise from the motion picture. We'll I... take a moment of silence now, folks. And thank you. Okay, that's cool. That is like that is what the I gold think standard about. of model filming. It is just incredible. Like it's pure. Bar. Somebody described it once as. This is pure indulgence, and I love it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's short. It's short. The people say it's too long, and I say you can't trust those people. Oh, yeah. No, like, you know, g- g- give me a film of two halves. The first half can just be a pan yeah. of that ship. Yeah, we need to see the whole thing. Scotty's inspecting his girl, man. I mean, we really need to see all, all of it. Anyway, yeah, exactly. back to Independence Day. <laughs> Speaking of great ships. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, you have these city-sized ships, and because, oh. you know, you have this... You know, obviously they're. I would love to say they built a scale city-sized ship, but uh, you know they had trouble f- f- holding it up. But no, it's just the, the, enormous. The, it's just, and it has that sense of being enormous as well. It doesn't look like, you know, a copied and pasted. Um, you know, kind of obviously we filmed this in a warehouse, and then we filmed a shot of LA, and then we posted them together. It's brilliant. It's bloody seamless, um, yep. and it's so impressive for, as you say, for mid 90s CGI was nowhere like if you think about the CGI that's on show in um, Avengers Endgame is probably the best it's like the biggest film of all time now or whatever and that's beautiful stunning CGI effects and I'm okay I'm not going to say that Independence Day is a look but they're not a million miles off each other in terms of say Thanos' ship and the Independence Day ships and I think that's bloody impressive when you think 1996 to 2019 Right. Giving weight, giving heft to CG models was the biggest challenge, right? Because our the Uncanny Valley is real, even if it's subconscious, and it applies to anything beyond just a human face or whatever. We our, our conscious perceives things that are just off, and we can perceive that that has no substance in a way that I think is interesting. But... The model, you can feel the heft in it. You can feel that it's a physical object that took space, right? Took up space, and they had to manipulate things around that space, um, and and it sells. Uh, and then you, you know, the 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 blend is is that's what the computer was gifted at at the time, right? That blend in um, to 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 seamlessly put the real live shot of L.A. with this, you know, obviously probably a 15 foot model a big model mm. but you know um but but to make it look 15 kilometers wide hovering over an iconic american city of which interestingly um all of the ships seem to need to land over every famous american <laughs> city but only one famous foreign city in every other country <laughs> moscow london chicago new york la houston <laughs> I, really I, I feel bad it's just like you know when when the aliens were picking this planet you know, maybe they just, they tagged into our communications. Our communications at the time happened to be pure American televisions. They're like, yeah, we've got to take out those Basically. cities. There's, there's not yeah. much coming. They're obviously us. the worst. I'm the other guy's probably Dublin. okay if we get rid of those assholes. It, it, it's <laughs> Ireland seemed to be fine. Like, hey guys, come yeah. here, safe yeah. haven. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, Dublin, nah, it's fine. No, it's, cool. it's fine. And in, in fairness, we don't have any buildings tall enough for them to sit over. We, we, we have a cap. <laughs> On, uh, on building height here so maybe that's it maybe they're like oh well they're not really going to notice but 
let's let's take a moment and appreciate how fantastic it would be for uh, hundreds of thousands of millions of angry Irish out in the streets yelling at a bunch of big spaceships. That would be fucking worth it. We would sit. Th- I know exactly what would happen, and I'm gonna. Part of this is gonna play into stereotypes, but I know me and my friends. We would sit there, yeah. <laughs> and we would have a drink, and we talk about what's happening. I'm yep. So <laughs> that is 100% akin to Southern boys in Tornado Alley. People think we're nuts because oh what there's a tornado out there boy I'm gonna go take a look off the front porch and oh look at that sure enough there's a tornado you know <laughs> we just go out and we'll talk about it and my wife's like she's like don't you want to get in the hall and I'm like I'm tired I'm gonna sleep by the window it's fine you know <laughs> she's from she's from Iowa where there were no tornadoes I've grown up in my entire life in Arkansas the heart of tornado alley I have never lived through a tornado I've never seen one I've seen the aftermath it's awful but personally, never had to worry about it. I'm, you know, probably hedging bets, but, you know, at the same time, I want to see what's happening. <laughs> kind of like, I mean, the the nice thing about where we are in the world is that we get, you know, rain 364 days a year, but that's about mm-hmm. the worst of it. You know, we, we don't right. get yeah. we don't get the extreme to extreme. Uh, we got that beast from the east thing a couple of years ago. That was cool. Um, Unless you want to do anything, in which case it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But, right. Uh, um, oh, I've done it again. I've gone off topic. Sorry. This is this is great. Um, okay, so coming back, coming back to the film. Um, I was, I was so you, so specifically you. So you were working in a film. I, f- I forgot, of course. Like, so you, you were you were a projectionist. So you actually physically you were screening this film for people. Right. So if you aren't familiar with. Uh, traditional film and the way it was presented in theater um, it was laid on its side so it stood up on its edge and it was wrapped around a central core right and so uh, it's fanned out into this large disc uh, you know it's 35 millimeters tall right and wrapped around uh, that central hub it's about a foot or so in the center maybe uh, and then it spread out from there uh, and Every 15 minutes or so, you've seen the famous bit in uh, Fight Club, if you've seen that, uh, talks about the cigarette burn, that's legit. Um, That is at every uh, real change, uh, as in film reel change, um, where two pieces of uh, one reel meets the other. And so when a film was delivered, uh, it would be in uh, so many reels, in so many cans, and of course, however long it was, the more reels. for example, Titanic, a very long movie, was 13 and a half reels of film. And a reel of film is 2,000 feet. So Titanic was five miles, oh wait, uh, 5,280 feet into 26,000. Yeah, so five miles long, something like oh that. Oh my Long God. film, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very long film. And I carried it, like you, there was a way you could manipulate it and carry it in. So anyway, run from the center and through a mechanism that controlled the speed and then through some pulleys that mount, uh, that, uh, that added up to keep the tension. And then it rooted through um, the projector itself, which was a series of gears and spacings. And um, it was all uh, gated. And there was a piece called the intermittent that intermittently moved. And that's what pulled film through at 24 frames per second and so on. And I could, I could thread it in the dark with my eyes closed and I could still do it today I guarantee you if you put me in front of a projector with a piece of film um, it's just so much muscle memory Uh, and anyway you clamped it all through and then routed it back to an empty platter Uh, so and then 
you know, fed through a separate speed uh, control mechanism as it went back onto the uh, an empty platter, um, and it would then wind back around the center of that and ready itself for the next play. And of course, all that had to work great for the film to stay on track, uh, and sometimes it didn't. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I, I can tell you a story offline about fixing a bad, bad, bad film break one time. Um, but so yeah, literally physically handling this movie and presenting it to hundreds of people at a time so that they can enjoy it uh, several times a day uh, through its entire run. So yeah, real real hands-on experience with it. Selling them popcorn, telling them to get their feet down off the seats. <laughs> you know, you know, wet behind the ears, 21, 21 years old, just uh, you know, just allowed to drink for the first time, not having you know, not. Not the first time I drank, uh, but of course, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Allowed, allowed to, you know. Well, well that's what the, the, the age here is 18, and I can tell right. you that when I turned 18, I did go to a bar, and I remember looking over right. at somebody and going, haha, that's not how you do that. Um, yeah, right, exactly, yeah. yeah. Rookie. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I've had too much. How old are you? Shush. Um, <laughs> Shush. But that's, that's amazing, because, like, kind of more so than maybe a, a lot of people that I've, I've spoken to in my life like you have this experience of the actual the nuts and bolts of the film so so like I'm sitting there in the theatre and I'm watching this incredible ship come out of the sky I'm watching you know the, the, the characters interact Will Smith do his quips I'm watching Jeff Goldblum be Jeff Goldblum and right. like, you're literally you're responsible basically for making sure that that happens the way that it's meant to it was there sure uh, so like did you did you see the film before projecting it or did you do both uh, like was it both at the same time for your first oh uh, so it was uh, that's a great question a great experience too um it, it, the expectation was uh the projectionist who built the film would have to preview the film before presentation the next day so we would get the film the day before release um, and prepare it that evening um, and so what you would do is there was a special table uh, build-up table is what it was called uh, and you worked with a splicer like a razor blade splicer and, and um, uh, splicing tape um, and good, the good tape was uh, marked such that it didn't block uh, any of the film bad tape was was opaque um, but, uh, and I can, if you haven't ever seen a piece of film, I'll describe it to you momentarily. Um, film, uh, movie film is interesting. Um, and so you would take it reel by reel and hopefully get it in the right order. And hopefully they send it in the right order and it was marked appropriately. And you had a footer and a, a header and a footer, uh, or, uh, you know, a head and a tail. And you would, you know, build up your trailer reel first, your, pre your previews, right? Um, because they used to come after the film. That's why they're called trailers, by the way. Uh, old oh, words die hard I did yeah, not know there you that. go that is that is there you go that's like how all the credits used to become before the open of the film uh, but uh, the trailers were at the end and I guess they figured wait that's dumb people leave so <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, you know they had newsreels ahead of films then though so you know it's just part of it um, but uh, you would put the trailer reel together some of it was uh, some of it was programmed some of it was up to you as the projectionist to understand what should go with an appropriate film um, certain uh, certain uh, uh, house of mouse was pretty particular about what what they wanted with their films I would um, so, yeah. but 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so you build that up, and then you would start, you know, with real one, and you would um, you you would generally leave a frame of film uh, on the on the header and the tail, so that you could verify matchup. You know, you put the because there's 24 frames per second. There's a lot of pictures that look alike, <laughs> um, and so uh, that's why the film is super long. And then you just made it together, right? And you would have to watch where you cut the film so that you didn't cut in the middle. Mind the frame line. Sometimes it's hard to find, uh, and then so if you didn't, you would have it pop out a frame during the middle, and then you know it would show like halfway up the thing, and the projectionist would have to come and adjust the framing knob, and then mark it so that we you know we put a little thing in the uh, tape mark on the uh, reel as it came back to the platter, and then that way we could go back and tear it down and make the cut better. Um, and then, so build up all that, usually about six reels per film. Uh, and then we would preview it to make sure that we had done a good job. Uh, well, you know, several films uh, per Thursday, as it, as it usually was, uh, we would get uh, pretty much the whole store together. Uh, and then, of course, you know, uh, 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 subversively uh, allowing our friends that we weren't supposed to and have a pretty good time <laughs> watching movies before they were released. Uh, so yeah, any big film that you know, uh, Phantom Menace saw it before a lot of people. <laughs> not as not not a, not everybody, but a whole lot of people. You know, uh, I, I I was there for Phantom Menace. I ran every Star Wars movie uh, film except for um, uh, Sith: Revenge of the Sith. I ran uh, up to the, of course the recent uh, sequels. Oh, of course, yeah. So I touched I touched it, yeah. And uh, I have some I have some Star Wars uh, memorabilia posters uh, posters from my time there too, of course. Um, that's my, you know, hey, you can love both. I can have, I can have all this. I don't, I don't understand why we got to pick and choose, man. Nah, this is great. I love all my children. We, 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 we love, we, if you give me some sort of ship flying through space, I'm probably going to love it. Oh, so I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if you've seen yet, but there is a, um, even with this, even though it's the big bad, there is a moment in every ship themed film where it's, <gasps> she's so pretty, you know? Yeah. Yeah, who, who and I mean, you got it with this even. Ships. If they've seen the film, yeah. they stand yeah. out there incredible. I mean, Starship Prawn is real, bro. Yes, yes, it is. Oh, my God, yes. Um... I don't feel bad about it, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's less awkward to say Starship porn than it is to admit that, you know, Jessica Rabbit is actually hot. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, like what's... <laughs> I mean, I, I was like, am I allowed to... That feels awkward, awkward. <laughs> But they did that on purpose. They did that to me on purpose. But we can watch the Enterprise and say, "Oh, she's a beauty," or watch the Millennium Falcon and say, "She's a yeah, beauty." Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See Jessica yeah, Rabbit, she's yeah, a beauty. Exactly. What's wrong with you, dude? Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No. Right. No. It's totally fine to be turned on by a fake ship, but you know, a fake cartoon lady is not cool. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's not even go down the road about my. You know, uh, I tr I love you so much, Trish. Let's not even go down the road about my weakness for redheads. <laughs> so but anyway there's that moment in every film about a starship uh, or that includes ships and even the big bad ship in this and the mother ships that come down and uh the you know the the the, the, the alien uh, fighter craft <sighs> so and the and the scale of the battle they sell that scale so well they really really do uh, like Randy Quaid's actual literal crazy craziness these days, you know, who knew he was typecast back then? Or who knew he wasn't acting? Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> it's like, this guy, this guy's really committing then, to this part. There's a part? 
Yeah, no, he's just committed a bull. <laughs> <laughs> but Noah, Noah, yesterday he was, you know, this is this is, you know, this is where I felt redeemed somewhat as a father. He goes, "Oh, that's cousin Eddie, isn't it?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's cousin Eddie." <laughs> now I will be honest. Now I, I've heard the description. I don't know who cousin Eddie is. Please don't hate me. Oh, bro, have you not seen the? Haven't seen the Lampoon uh, Vacations movies? I with Chevy Chase. Ha- no, I haven't. I'm trying to think if I've seen any of them. Okay, so well, there's yeah, well, so cousin Eddie is in the first one, and definitely, most prominently, in the Christmas Vacation. But there's European Vacation, man. There's so many good um, jokes just for you that are probably so culturally insensitive right now. Um. Okay, write writing down. Must watch. European you got vacation. like Captain America's list of pop culture references to catch up on. I'm yeah. kind of getting there. No, there's a good bit about roundabouts. Oh, that so, is... Three things about my hometown when it comes to round, you know, referencing roundabouts. There's three things I say to people about the familiarity of my hometown. It's the Conway and Conway Twitty. It's uh, home of American Idol Chris Allen. And we're at 30 roundabouts and plus. 30 roundabouts. That's a lot of roundabouts. <laughs> it's around I, hey dude my joke when they were like hey here's the new city plan my joke was uh conway 2025 a roundabout in every driveway and i don't think that i'm wrong now and it's kind of scary but no love my city uh 100 uh they've embraced me i've embraced them it's it's nice when your hometown follows you on twitter that's really cool Oh, that is awesome. Uh, Dublin, <laughs> yeah, it is Ireland, awesome, right? Listening, uh, I'm, I'm here. If you're listening, yeah. Sean is is aces mates. Get get on board. Support your boy. Exactly. All right. I'm, I'm, um, um, yeah, you are. No, for real. One thing that I like. Listen to me saying one thing. God, there's so much in this film. Yeah. But, about this film. Yeah. Um, how? I hate saying that's my favorite moment because, oh, like, and then there's the other one. Oh my one. god, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, like, oh, there's this bit, there's this bit. It's a film of bits. Um, I still remember the, like, it, it felt as if my hair was being blown, bra- blown back during that incredible, it's so tense, and then that weapon fires down, and the firestorm that comes at the screen. Like, I, oh my god. Like and, th- and that was p- p- and part then, of my asking um, why you know had you, had you had a chance to see the film or were you projecting it because I I can just imagine being the projector in the room getting so sucked into that scene and runs out it's like oh no god I forgot to put the next reel in because like it's just yeah. so oh <laughs> oh for sure well so there's two bits and you know when that when that and and there's a there's a behind the scenes thing maybe on the deluxe DVD I know I've seen it where it shows how they built those those you know probably the first use of the overused big blue sky beam oh my God, right yes. let's give let's give credit <laughs> where yeah, credit's due man That's but okay, they had to yeah. do it the hard way yeah <clears throat> they had to do it the hard way though right um, I mean that is that is again where and 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 even where you can kind of see the mat like the bit with Vivica a fox coming mm, down yeah. uh, with uh, with the dog where you can see the mat lying a little but that's exactly, part of it yeah. right that's part of its kitsch that's part of what sells it and even then when you saw it you're like I don't give a crap um, but but there's how they built that you know from like a top down thing like camera angle uh, and the setup of the so I think basically it was that the city uh, street line was up 
right, and the camera was shooting yes, upwards, yeah. and then everything blew down towards the camera with gravity assist, right? And that's how they get that billowing thing. And, you know, we have, um, I call him these days Evil Bagley Jr. because of his bit in uh, Star like Trek it, yeah. Voyager. Uh, and <laughs> and then, uh, you know, uh, Harvey uh, Firestein, not to be confused with Harvey Weinstein. Uh, <laughs> you know, and he's got that, he's got that, oh, he's got that Jewish voice and he's just, oh, he needs to talk to his therapist. And, oh, my God, there's a fireball coming down the street and I'm too fat, I can't run. And we all, oh, just going to die. Just a moment of I accept yeah, this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my mother. You know, my mother was right. I'm such a failure. <laughs> it's just, it is stereotypical, but, you know, I often say, and even the good good versus bad stereotypes, are, they are for a reason, mm. but you don't go with them, right? Um, but, um, you know, too, uh, and I'm just looking here and getting distracted as I go down the cast list, as I was I was really proud of myself the other day as I was getting hyped for this movie, I was telling Noah maybe, or maybe Trish, uh, my wife, I was telling her, you know, I was like, it's got Will Smith, you got Bill Pullman, you got uh, Harry Connick Jr., Mary McDonald, Judd Hirsch, you know, uh, Randy Quaid, and then uh, Vivica A. Fox, and I was I was still able to just, I can't probably name their characters, but the, the cast list, and I was, you know, Brent Spiner, and so on, and so on, and so on, and I was like, holy cow, this thing is loaded with talent, uh, and especially, you know, you've got Will Smith, and as you said, uh, Jeff Goldblum just being 90s. Mm. Mm. Just, yeah. <laughs> They're just existing as the 90s right there. I, I mean. You know, and he's got that, um, he's got that, that meter and, um, you know, that almost, that curt dictation that he, um, you know, that he, um, um, that he does. I, I, if, I'm sure he has, but Jeff Goldblum needs to do books on tape. Like I'm, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It would. I mean, I would listen through the. I would listen through the the diction through just because you know. And um and then oh, um you know. I, 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 I have to go. But I, I went to a happy place there for a second where I was just hearing Jeff Goldblum in my head. I know. I, but you're dead right. Yeah. Hey, I'm a uh, I'm I'm cis hetero, and that picture of him stretched out itself. Oh my god! I don't care. Lord. Like, you did know? you know they made a pop final of that? Uh, because all right, that's oh yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's the oh, best, incredible. So, but yeah, um, I mean, he's got so many good lines. What fat lady? I don't hear any fat lady. I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just and and and, and that yeah, that complete realization that we're not cooked yet. Um, there's a chance because I, you know, we just broke free, <laughs> you know, and you're like, yeah, we did, <laughs> and, and you know, uh, Will picks up. He's like, he's ready to go. And, uh, and but that whole the setup to that, yeah. I mean, you think they have any idea what about to happen to him? No, <laughs> it's so good. So fun. Like I, I, I never. Like, oh. I was gonna say like I never would have thought before this film. I don't remember much of my thoughts before this film, but I wouldn't have thought Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith would make such a fantastic double act. And I, it's a crime they haven't been together since because I think they work so well together. Well, you know, I mean, were they have to ever have made a sequel, it would have been a shame were Will Smith not to return for such a sequel and therefore miss his chance to interact again with Jeff Goldblum. So oh, glad that they did Me, do me that. too. I think, yeah, we're still waiting for Independence Day 2. And um, that's okay. As, yeah, as long as, yeah, it's a, it's a darn shame. Yeah. Moving very swiftly yeah. along from yeah. that one. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Disappointment. <sighs> resurgence. Um, yeah, yeah, but, for sure. Uh, though. Like that, yeah. So I mean, the, the the city destruction scenes. Obviously, this film is so well remembered for its its scale, its you know, its action. But it's got so many 
well-developed, well-acted, well-written characters, which you don't always get in an action oh, and, film. No, you don't. And that, and and that, and there, um, even at two hours twenty-five minutes, it never plods. True. Right? It's always moving forward. They're they're not really taking any shortcuts, but they're setting you up. And and you know, you think about it. I mean, even to the point, and some of this, I can't believe I haven't seen it before, but you just watch with a fresh set of eyes or one, in my case, uh, as often as you can. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like the de- the the rejection from NASA that, that he gets, and, you know, and he's like, man, I'm never going into space. And he goes into space to save the freaking day. And that just, that, that, that connective tissue just, de- you know, just developed for me yesterday. When I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh wow, look at that!" I mean, they set that up, and that's deep character stuff. And you know, they don't really. And the the reason that it isn't, you know, it isn't so, is because they don't hammer you with it later, right? They leave it there for you to kind of put it together for yourself. But they're not beating you over the head with, "Look, now he's getting to go to space." Remember when he couldn't, you know? And I think that's why it feels like an earned moment, Um, you know. And he doesn't even really light back to it he's just there to be a pilot and and go fight like that's what's his job yeah, you know and this is i suppose this would be kind of relatively early will smith i know will smith was obviously going from the 80s but th- this this for me still feels I, actually was this his first big film first big film um the first film that I saw Will Smith in, and if you haven't seen it, um, you should correct that, is a film called Six Degrees of Separation, where, you know, the game comes from, by of the course. way. Uh, or that concept of it is explained. And if you haven't seen him in that, you are missing out on some, like, definitive best. I mean, that that moment where he, um, in the moment from Fresh Prince where he's he kind of gets caught up oh, about God. his dad, you know? Right, yeah. an entire film of that level of Will Smith. Oh, I could, I couldn't do it in a dramatic I mean, like, role. I, of course, I, I would watch it. Yeah, but, I mean that one scene in yeah. Fresh Prince is just like, I do, do they do they give Oscars for TV? Could could we do that? Could, could we could we give us yeah. an Oscar for yeah. TV? Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, we're gonna skip the Emmys altogether. But yeah, Six Degrees yeah. of Separation. If you're a filmie, go watch it. So, especially if you have any, even if you don't have love for Will Smith, go uh, allow that to redeem his character for you. Uh, but yeah, no, this was, I think was, this was the, um, this was everybody raising their eyebrow at like, okay, is he, is he cut for this? Cause you know, Fresh Prince had probably just ended maybe 94, mm-hmm. was it? It wasn't, it wasn't long and this is 96. So he hadn't had a chance to do a lot in between. Uh, but six degrees is before the Fresh Prince or around the same time. Okay. Cause I was, I think, uh, I, like, I think I've heard, yeah. like, but that's it. I've heard the film. I, I know nothing about it. You know, yeah, I don't know when it's, it's from. So, okay. You'll uh, you'll come to appreciate this. A bottle of water. Okay. Alrighty. And anyone anyone who's seen it knows what Adding I'm talking this about. this to my notepad. A bottle of... Yeah. Water. You're welcome. I am running out of paper and I am loving it. Um, <laughs> like, I... Because... I, what, what, so, the reason I was thinking about going out as Ernie Will Smith is because they're... they're Sometimes when you get, obviously, really, really established actors in a big film, there's, there's those moments of, hey... Hey, you see this guy? Hey, he's on the screen now. And there's none of that with Will Smith. How early Will Smith is this? He didn't do a song to sell it. <laughs> Although, any, I, and I, then the next year I we got Men in Black. That says Men in Black is not one of the greatest songs of the 90s. Because, oh my God. Oh, uh, I will fight anyone who says Wild Wild West was a bad film. You know, I, I will not say that is a bad film. I will say I haven't seen it since. I will say I'm glad he did it. 
but the poor man turned down the Matrix to do it. So I don't know. I, that is a fair a, criticism. A world that could have been. It was a fun movie, yeah. though. I know, yeah. Hey, though, Keanu turned out to be he a right really good did. dude. So. God, he's the nicest guy in Hollywood. Okay, I've, yeah. I've gone slightly off. But yeah, yeah just any excuse <laughs> for I can get to say Keanu's a really nice guy, I'm saying it. Keanu's a really nice guy. Keanu, please, please come, yeah, please come yeah, on the podcast. Sure. Also, I feel really bad because there was a lot of riffing on poor Keanu in the Dracula episodes. I'm sorry, Keanu. Um, no, it, hey, it's like it's like saying George Clooney is the worst Batman. George Clooney said I was the worst Batman. Keanu said that was not great. It's okay. You 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 did not criticize the man. You criticized the performance. Exactly. And that's all that that's matters. That's all that matters. You you know the work is the work. Uh, as we say uh, at my job, when it, you feedback is is you must be open to feedback, but it must also always only be about the work. Oh, I like this. I like this. I am. I am. That's going on the paper. Um. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's you know, and that's where Michael Treklad, you know, that's where his resurgence in the community has been, because that's his that's his mo, man. That's what he's there to do. He's like, yeah, you can you can disagree or you can dislike it, but you also must maintain like you just leave it at that, and you can't hate yeah. on the people who made it. Um, it's got to be about the work, and it must be. You can be. Did you know, Sean? Let me. Did you know it's it's possible to be positively critical? Did you know that? <laughs> you and your lies. Um, <sighs> if you offer feedback with positive intent, it can be an opportunity but for growth. The, I, I'm a firm believer in the. Uh, you've probably heard this before. The shit sandwich. You heard of the shit sandwich? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it'll be yeah cool. of course. Like, if you yeah, have yeah. a criticism or something, I mean, it's not to say that the criticism is invalid, but try and see the whole picture. If, um, I'll try, to be honest with you, I don't really have much examples from this film where I would change anything or where I don't like it. Um, but let's, nope. let, let's say I thought Will Smith was not great this film. That's not what I feel. But let's say that I'll say, okay, listen, in this scene, I thought, maybe this wasn't great but you were amazing here and you were amazing there you know start with a positive end with right. a positive and if you have something that is critical or something yep. to say and have a point I so so too often yep. you'll see now okay I'll call myself out I you know independent day resurgence did I love it no I most certainly did not do I think there are good stuff in it yes you know there, there are bits that are fun hey you know it's like it's like uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. Is it a fun movie? Yes. Is it a good sequel? No. There you go. There you go. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's I, fair. I, you know, is it, it, it's only it's diminished by its connection to something it can't live up to. I, yeah. Because holy cow, Pacific Rim is such a fun movie. Oh, giant fighting robots. Oh, 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 monsters. <laughs> Rock'em sock'em monsters. Okay. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, and I love how much in uh, you know uh, so much of Independence Day is space fight pew pew, and that's just that's that's great. But that's not all that it is, right? Yeah. And it's uh, it's that in an appropriate like, ways. There's again now because we're we're in we're in full spoilers, but in this film that has cities being blown up and you've got F sixteens, F fourteens, and you've got this and this and this. Um, I have to, uh, Marilyn, the the first lady. That scene broke mm -hmm. me in '96, and it broke me in 2020. Yeah, yeah, no, this and and you know, shout out to oh, Mary McDonald. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, talk about some crushes. Anyway, uh, she, uh, you know, and again, 
her as uh, President Rosalind in Mountain Star Galactica is a is a as a performance for the ages. Uh, but even here, she's just so understated it, because like her presence in the scene is he could easily overwhelm anyone else, and she just reserves herself, uh, and it sells so well. Yeah, but it, it's it's such it's a tender tender moment, and that's I mean I I am no filmmaker, but. If I were, if you have a big action film, you've got to intercut it with an earned, tender moment. This married couple mm-hmm. finally sees each other. They've, they, you know, they've been trying to get back to each other. It's one of the threads of the film, and the the time they see each other is it's the last few hours they get together. It's absolutely heartbreaking because we care about them. Yep, exactly. Um, exactly. And, God, I mean. Yeah, like Julius. Sorry, I just the names are just popping into my head. Like uh, Judd Hirsch's character. Yep. We care about him because he's fun and he cares about his son. You know, don't you talk to my David that way. Oh, I was just... Boy, that was just oh. what I was about to say. Don't you talk to my son David like that. Oh, you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my boy David. Or Daniel. D- David. Is it yeah, David? David. It's David. Yeah. I'm Daniel. No, I'll be honest. I haven't written down. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for yeah. me either. <laughs> But like that's oh no, but oh, and and as a dad, you know that movie landed differently, or that that oh, line landed differently. Yeah. You you one hundred percent. Oh no 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 no. We're gonna settle this right now. You're not talking to my son like that because you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my boy, right? You're all alive because he said smart things to you. So shut up. <laughs> I'm getting chills even thinking about this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> The truth of the matter is that when 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 we finish recording and we say our goodbyes and everything, I'm watching this again. Like that's. Oh. Yeah, I know, right? You got pumped again. It's got built up. I hope anyone who's listening would want to that, watch it again. That is like genuine. Um, I, I I couldn't agree more. I I hope that our excitement over this film is you know building up. You know, so, somebody who maybe hasn't seen it in a while, or somebody who has seen it last night. It's. It's it's a film that stands up. I mean, here what is it? 20, 20 24 yep. years old now, um, and yeah, and it still it still it's, sells. It still sells as as as, as we've said. I, I I feel the effects hold up very very well. Um, I feel you know, and and even the American exceptionalism is toned down to an accept you know to an acceptable level. It's not like super over patriotic definitely compared to the state of today but it you know i mean it is it is american centric but it's just not like beat your head over with uh you know american imagery other than our warplanes yeah do you know what i i get that i mean and you know as a a non-american watching this film i didn't feel with the exception of one moment in the film which i'll come back to now in a second I, i i didn't feel like i was watching the entire thing with the stars and stripes being walloped over my head, it it doesn't come across that. Right, it comes across as a human film. Does it base mostly action in America? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Does it say that only America can save the world? No, it doesn't. It feels like it's a community. No, it does not. <laughs> there, there, now there is one moment. So yeah, I think we we we've nicely segued into the greatest speech in film history. Um, <laughs> there is that. Okay, we'll talk about the speech first, and and then I'll talk about that one moment where I mean the nine hundred million foot stars and stripes were were, were there on show, but Bill Pullman doing <laughs> that speech. Oh my giddy ass! It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Um, uh, so well delivered. Yeah, we will not go quietly into that night. We will not give in without a fight. 
Ah! You can imagine theater crowds everywhere going, Yes! Yes! <laughs> I mean, it was real, dude. Actual, actual righteous applause in the theater was a thing that happened. You could hear that line from the lobby every time. Um, you knew that it had been delivered, and I don't care if it was packed or not. Uh, it, 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 it landed 100% of the time, uh, and it still does. Um, it, it, you know, yeah, this is, yeah. This is it's solid, films, solid performance, yeah. solid script. Like if, they, if they did, you know, um, you know, say, you know, often they do screenings of films and everything. So if today they did screenings, that that is something where I would love to. I would love just yeah, everyone to just burst into applause because there is no. I feel that there is no person who enjoys this film that doesn't look at that scene and goes, "Oh man, I wish that was my president." Yeah, yeah, you want president? Yeah, like he's just like, ah, you're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're gonna, you're gonna warm us up. You're, you're, you're gonna get us where we need to go. And the greatest film extra of all time comes in just at the end of that speech, and it's that one airman, and he does a salute that I swear could probably punch its way through the screen. It's that energetic, and that yeah. is the one scene where I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Rabbit starts. Yeah. Yeah. Can I fly? Somebody teach me real quick. I've, I've done Flight Simulator. Yeah, exactly. And it takes bloody ages to get across that ship in Flight Simulator. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's... Hilarious. Um, now, uh, now I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the time, so I, I, I'm going to kind of start bringing this somewhat to a close because, I mean, I, I could sit here for you a minute. got to land this, yeah. you know... They had to land the plane at the end. I mean, they did land, you know, uh, Will and Jeff, they had to land the that spacecraft was, I at mean, the end. I the fat lady does eventually sing that is not a body shame I am so that, sorry that is grand I mean any body shape is, 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 is welcome here as long as they can sing if you can't sing get yeah. off my podcast as we've yeah. proven a couple of times over the last couple of days the, there's a lot of people out there of all shapes and sizes who've they, got pipes there really is uh, you know if you, if you haven't seen the, the Darioki challenge or the uh, Enterprise theme challenge you know you should look it up there's a lot of people out there's there. A, there's a lot of those, and and just to double down on something for you as well, there's a lot of very warm and positive people out there as well because one of the scariest things in the world can be you know showing your talent in in public or you know trying to sing in public and oh my god like I yeah I, for I'm, sure I am, I am happily and comfortably able to say I'm not much of a singer that's fine um, but. I mean, based on the feedback I was getting, I feel like I'm going to go to the concert hall right now and I'm going to start selling tickets. You know, it's... Yeah, no, it's a good pump. Yeah, it gets you, it gets you, good, uh, gets you up and going for sure. Um, actually, unintentional, but nice segue. Um, we, we have uh, our our uh, concert hall here. Uh, we have our... Where the orchestras play, for example. Um, a couple of years ago, they hosted a sci-fi film night. So we had um, our... our national broadcaster is, is called RTE Radio Telefish Aaron bit of, bit of Irishness for you there and the, the, the in-house yeah. orchestra uh, they, they they did a load of film themes on the night and we didn't know what the programme was until we arrived and there was a lot of Star Trek which was incredible but opening the second half was the Independence Day suite and the soundtrack for this film is Wonderful shout out to David Arnold. Oh, but seeing that done yeah, live right? on stage with a full hundred piece orchestra, and I mean that that was proper. You felt that from the tips of your hair right down to your toes. That was incredible. yeah, no doubt, right? 
that is amazing. Oh yeah, that, that is, is amazing. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah, I, I would. Oh, this score, you know, you can still hear it just playing it, in the background. It, it's one of those things where the the theme. Oh no, keep going. This is good. This is cool with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, and when it was the the it was playing over the end credits yesterday, and I was like, oh yeah, so good. <laughs> um, now, okay, so coming toward the end now. So I suppose this is kind of final thoughts section, but also, so you were you were there opening day and before, and you're there today. Mm-hmm. What what is it about this film that you know? If you had to give a summary, almost that why is it as good as it is? What stands with you 24 years later? And why do you feel people should watch this film? Oh, it is, it's very, it's very judicious with its time uh, and the way it tells you the story. Um, It has moments that are dated uh, and it has moments where you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to accept that you think that's real. (laughs) Uh, like when, you know, when he puts the little triangulator thing on his car and he's like, I can find her because she has a mobile phone that's listed in the phone book that's on my CD-ROM. That's never a thing that was true. <laughs> I'm very glad um, to hear that. <laughs> but, but, you know, if you watch any good 90s film, uh, power books save the world all the time. So that's true. believable. Um, but, and one thing, you know, one thing that was skipped over and, and a lot of people are like, well, how did they, you know, be able to upload a virus that's lame? No, you know, what you're missing is, and there's, there's like a deleted scene or something that puts it together, but you can connect the, the dots for yourself. We've been backwards engineering their, their technology since the Roswell incident. And so by nature of extension, our technology is already compatible with theirs because it is theirs. And so, yeah, we can upload a virus and blow up their ship. It's fine. So, anyway, but, you know, that level of excitement, that time in my life, being that age, things that were going on then, I was advancing towards, you know, becoming a manager in that theater company and moving to um, another part of the state and opening a brand new theater uh, with the best brand new German-engineered projectors. They ran Whisper Quiet. It sounded like a cat purring. Um, they were amazing. Um, and, and I got to help do things with that theater that, you know, you don't always get to do, like install the seats. And <clears throat> I drove my car into the lobby before the walls were up, right? And I wrote my name on the insulation inside the walls and things that just, you know, are still there to this day, right? Um, and so that all stemmed from the excitement and the and the passion to, to do, to be a movie theater employee and take it to the, you know, you know, store manager level. I ran two movie theaters in my time in that, you know, uh, the including the one that I started and full circle came back to the one I started at and took it over, uh, here in my hometown. So, you know, all of that came from the excitement and the, and the, and the amp that, that, that movies like Independence Day represent. Um, and then this is just such a good movie. You know, we talked about all through this, how you, it's the mating of, of, practical effects and the CGI and the commitment to doing it well, you know, the, the, the model work through the valley, um, between, um, a will and the, and the alien fighter is just incredible and, uh, well-paced. The geography is good. You know where you are. You, you understand what he's trying to do. You, you believe that, um, you know, that this is the outcome. Uh, and, and, 
and it just you know if you love fun popcorn sci-fi um in the spirit of just having a good time i mean talking like movies like fly the navigator the explorers those those movies that are just so much good fun when you're a kid take it and watch it like you're five or, or eight you know go be eight again sean and just absorb this movie like you did when you were young and you know when i saw et i was seven years old uh in the theater and you know just the awe and wonder that still comes with that today it's give that gift to yourself god that is like the most glowing recommendation of just film in general but also especially this film ever and it's just i think such the best advice you know we as as you said sometimes we we go in and you know we we forget that we're here just to enjoy ourselves we, we watch movies because we like movies you know is every movie perfect yeah. of course it isn't but if they were they'd be boring i did not sit for months feeding two discs at a time to my computer to have a collection of over 600 films on my plex server by accident or for no you know, for no good reason right i am passionate about movies i am passionate about entertainment um, you know, uh, it, 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 it's, and it stems from this time in the theater, but, you know, led up to it too. I, you know, I've enjoyed every, oh, I don't know if you know this exists and if you don't, I'm happy to share this with you, but there was a show on Nickelodeon in the eighties hosted by the one and only Leonard Nimoy. Uh, and it's, it's called, I believe it's called, um, something to the effect of lights, camera, action, and it was uh, a behind-the-scenes um, uh, look for aimed at children about how movies and TV were made. Oh, no way. I, I, no, I, I had not heard of that. Yeah, um, Google it right now. <laughs> You're at a computer, mate. Google it. Yeah. Um, but it is... It, and so, obviously, that led to a... Uh, interest in and then there's you know how did they make Star Wars how does that work you know uh, but you know my the closest I ever got was being able to watch cool movies a little bit before everybody else <laughs> so <laughs> I never got any Star and I got a lot of cool I got a lot of cool memorabilia that I still have I have a ginormous like four foot by eight foot vinyl banner of the Lost in Space movie from 96 oh, yeah. 96 was it, a good movie for sci-fi and stuff oh wait no that was 97 that That's was 97 okay. Anyway, that was a cool film. The CGI does not hold up in that, but it is still a good film. Um, still a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Dan, thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me your time. Oh, man, I know. I'm sad it's over. Well, I mean, this, this will most certainly not be the last time we're speaking on podcast. Oh, Sean, this will be the one and only podcast we're ever well, on together. Fair. Yeah, I'm look afraid. at me. That's, that, that's grand. I uh, appreciate your time this morning. Never talk I mean, to that's, you. Uh, you, you only get one shot at Dan Decker. <laughs> Oh my god, is that true? You can totally edit that out. No, it's... Oh no. We gotta keep going! No, it's... No, that is not true. And I'm sorry. I I gotta let my ego out a little bit. Especially with all the... uh, With all the love and and, and, um, uh, encouragement and commitment from everyone on Twitter. It's hard not to... It's hard to keep yourself in check. So, you know, it's good to be humbled every now and then. I I, Um, I certainly feel humbled this morning. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I, 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 I've, I've really, really enjoyed this. Um, thank you. I, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing some of those stories as well. I mean, it was educational as well as fun and enjoyable talk. Like, there's, there's so much I oh, appreciate know that. about like the actual mechanics of, of film. Um, now, 
for anyone who is currently working, say, in, in, in a theatre or something, I, I would love to talk about how, how it, you know, the modern day, if you like, presentation of films. Yeah, me too. But, uh, that, was, that, was, that was really, really, really interesting. Um, thank you. And that is the end of our episode this week, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Whether you think we're mad for what we've said, think we're stunning and wonderful, or frankly, think we're on crack, let us know. You can find Dan on Twitter at the handle at Dan Decker, D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R. And you can follow his fantastic podcast, Bad Choices and Bourbon, on Twitter as well, at Bourbon Bad. I'll put the link to both of those in the description for this episode. Please consider following both of our podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or the podcast catcher of your choice. If you want to get in touch, please fire an email over to us on youroncrackmate at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, all at youroncrackmate. Please rate and review if you can. Every word goes a long way. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider becoming a patron over on Patreon. For the same price as a coffee a month, you can get exclusive access to episodes before they air, along with creative input on the episodes we produce. We'll be back next week for another episode of You're On Crackmate. In the meantime, I've been Sean, and you've been awesome. <laughs> <laughs>